Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Looking Ahead, What the Future Holds for Novel Systemic Therapies in the Treatment of Moderate to Severe Atopic Hand and Foot Dermatitis. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Sanofi. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. April Armstrong. I'm Professor of Dermatology and Associate Dean for Clinical Research at the University of Southern California. Today, we'll discuss the unmet needs in the treatment of moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. When we think about chronic hand and foot eczema, it's typically defined as persistence of hand or foot eczema for more than three months, or when the condition recurs twice or more within a 12-month time frame. And this can have a significant impact on patients' lives, as we know that functional impairments to the hands and feet oftentimes can lead to decrements in quality of life. Specifically, when we look at the global prevalence of chronic hand eczema, what we see is that the estimates actually vary quite widely. Globally, it can occur quite frequently among the general population. One of the questions that I typically get is, are there certain occupations that put people at more risk for developing chronic hand and foot atopic dermatitis? And in fact, there are. When we look at the prevalence of chronic hand eczema, for example, professions such as hairdressers, food handlers are particularly at risk. In addition to those occupations, blacksmith and mechanics, dental technicians, as well as healthcare providers are also at risk. In addition to that, certain risk factors also predispose the general population to develop this and include those with a history of atopic dermatitis, those with contact allergy, those who do wet work, and also anyone with early onset of atopic dermatitis. Therefore, when we look at the patient population who suffer from atopic hand and foot eczema, what we know is that they can have exogenous factors as well as endogenous factors contributing to their disease severity. And there is a tremendous unmet need in terms of therapeutics in this particular population. It's important to know that patients suffering from this disease have increased psychosocial burden. They also have a number of increased comorbidities, not just related to their skin, but also in terms of depression as well as anxiety. They also suffer from employment-related hardships. For example, up to 82% of the patients have to change their work situation, and about half of them request sick leave regularly. About 15% of the patients also need to file for unemployment or disability. Now that we understand the unmet needs for these patients with moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, let's review some of the rationale for systemic therapies. In this session, we will highlight the limitations of the current topical treatment options for moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis and how novel systemic therapies can address these treatment gaps. When we think about treating patients with moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, Topical therapies have traditionally came to our minds. Those can include emollients, high-potency topical steroids, as well as our non-steroidal topical options, such as calcineurin inhibitors, JAK inhibitors, or topical PDE4 inhibitors. Now, even with advancement in topical therapies, there are some limitations, and this is in part due to the fact that the skin, our hands and feet can be quite thick. So for topical therapies to penetrate, it can be a very difficult task. As a result, our patients oftentimes experience partial resolution or no resolution at all. There are also tolerability issues. For example, in terms of creams and ointments, 
usually the recommended application frequency is about twice a day. And this can be difficult. In addition to that, ointments on the hand and feet is something that our patients don't like because they don't want to get everything greasy. And also having ointments on the bottom of our feet, especially for the elderly, can pose as a risk as they may slip and fall. Now, there's some hope in the horizon in terms of using systemic therapies to really treat moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. Looking at the landscape of therapies out there, there are a number of biologics that are currently approved, and they include dupilumab as well as trilocinumab. There is an emerging therapy called lebrachizumab, which is also being considered for approval now, dupilumab, which is our first biologic approved for moderate to severe atopic dermatitis, works by inhibiting the IL-4 receptor. By doing so, dupilumab inhibits both the IL-4 signaling as well as the IL-13 signaling. In comparison, trilocinumab and lebrachizumab target IL-13 cytokine only and therefore only affect the IL-13 signaling there are evidence showing that atopic hand and foot dermatitis involve both IL-4 as well as IL-13 signaling. Therefore, targeting these pathways can be quite important. Now, there are other therapies in the oral realm that have been developed to study moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, and those include, for example, JAK inhibitors. And among them, the one that has the most data at this point is a combined JAK and SYK or SYK inhibitor called gusicitinib. Now that we understand how systemic therapies may benefit patients with a moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, let's take a look at the latest evidence for these novel systemic therapies. This session will provide a clinical interpretation of the latest efficacy data pertaining to novel systemic therapies being investigated in the treatment for moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. First, let's take a look at the efficacy data for dupilumab. As you can see, by four months of time, about 40% of these patients have achieved clear or almost clear compared to 16.7% in the placebo group. What you will notice is that the two groups start to become statistically different as early as eight weeks, and the curves start to diverge actually pretty early on. And we see the steady improvement throughout the first four months. And now let's take a look at the effect of dupilumab on itch among patients with moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. We know that itch is extremely bothersome, and it's oftentimes these symptoms that actually lead patients to seek care. And therefore, it's very important for a therapy to have a significant improvement in itch. So the four-point improvement really means clinically significant improvement, that the patients can really feel that. By about week six to week eight, you can see patients notice a lot of improvement in their itch. In fact, the two curves start to diverge as early as within the first two weeks. So Patients should start to experience clinically noticeable itch improvement within the first month. And then by week 16, about half of the patients will have achieved this four-point improvement, which is quite clinically significant. Now, let's take a look at the performance of another biologic, lebrachizumab. Lebrachizumab, which is IL-13 inhibitor, can also lead to improvement in moderate to severe hand and foot dermatitis. Here we see clinical improvement in both of their pivotal studies, Advocate 1 and 2. And in addition to that here, which is a clinical trial where lebrachizumab is combined with topical steroid, we also see improvement. And now let's take a look at emerging oral therapies. Gusicitinib is the SYK 
as well as a JAK inhibitor. And what was found in the phase two study is that at around week 16, the patients receiving 80 milligrams of gusocitinib showed about nearly a 70% decrease in the modified total lesion symptom score versus about 49% for the 40 milligram group. And this is compared to about 33.5% for the placebo. Now that we've reviewed the latest evidence for novel systemic therapies in moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, let's take a look at their safety profiles. In this session, let's discuss the safety profile of novel systemic therapies being investigated for the treatment of moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. The safety profile is quite consistent with what we already know about dupilumab in the overall general atopic dermatitis moderate to severe patient population. Overall, it's well tolerated. There were higher rates of conjunctivitis in the dupilumab group compared to the placebo group. The safety of lebrachizumab for those with moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis are similar to what was seen in terms of the general atopic dermatitis group. Overall, it's well tolerated. Increased rates of conjunctivitis was also seen with lebrachizumab. Continuing on to the safety of gusacitinib, there were higher rates of headache in both the 40 as well as 80 milligram group, as well as increased gastrointestinal effects, increased rates of nausea, diarrhea, and vomiting compared to the placebo. Probably not surprising being an oral medication. And with the oral JAK inhibitor or with the oral JAK and SICK inhibitor, we need to monitor long-term safety. Very important to monitor these patients for infections and also in patients may have multiple cardiovascular comorbidities, oral JAK inhibitors may not be the best option. With lebrachizumab and trilokinumab, we also see some promising data, whether it's IL-13 specific or IL-4 and IL-13 inhibitors. The key thing is to counsel patients regarding potential risk of conjunctivitis. And in patients who have a history of conjunctivitis, what you may want to do is as they start these biologic agents to have them potentially start an emollient eye drop that can help prevent some of the conjunctivitis symptoms. And if they do experience conjunctivitis that's symptomatic and bothersome, then we may have to refer them to ophthalmology for further management. But overall, what we see in the clinical trial data is that conjunctivitis is managed and most of these cases did not lead to any discontinuation of the medication. We also may want to consider monitoring for herpes infections, which may occur at higher rates in patients on JAK inhibitors than the general population. Also, there have been acne as well as some GI discomfort that have been observed with certain JAK inhibitors. Now that we understand the safety profiles of novel systemic therapies in the treatment of moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis, let's discuss how they might be incorporated into clinical practice in the future. In this session, we'll discuss considerations for integrating these novel systemic therapies into the future treatment landscape. First of all, we want to make sure that we have the right patient selection. So these are patients with Ig score of three or four, so moderate to severe, and they are typically resistant or refractory to high-potency corticosteroids before we think about putting them on systemic therapies. It's very important to also note that sometimes the topical therapies, even though they may not be as effective, they can still be considered as part of adjunctive therapy. When we select patients for this particular disease, a lot of it has to do with evaluation of comorbid conditions. For our biologic therapies, we have a pretty well understood safety profile, especially with dupilumab, which has been approved for a very long time. 
it is important to note that we can consider dupilumab for these patients who may have a number of different comorbidities. And the reason is that typically dupilumab is not considered a immunosuppressive agent, and therefore it can be used pretty flexibly in a variety of different patient populations. JAK inhibitors do have the advantage of potentially quicker speed of onset. Our data in the hand and foot dermatitis category is a bit limited. And as we saw, biologics actually have pretty good speed of onset as well. More data is needed in order to differentiate between the orals versus the biologics as well as among the orals. Our patients who have moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis have a tremendous burden that's not only physical, but also psychosocial. In addition to that, there is a big unmet need in our field in terms of treating this particular disease. Currently, most of us are using either topical therapies or using, for example, our FDA-approved therapies for atopic dermatitis, but patients happen to also have hand and foot involvement. But as you can see, there is a lot of need in terms of existing approved therapies for the particular indication of moderate to severe atopic hand and foot dermatitis. When we look at our emerging treatment landscape, it looks promising. We have dupilumab, levricizumab, and trilokinumab, all agents that can be potentially used for this indication. And we have clinical trial data specific to this population in dupilumab that have shown good efficacy and reduction of itch and with a tolerable safety profile. In terms of the oral realm, we have JAK inhibitors, including gusicitinib that is being studied in moderate to severe hand and foot dermatitis. The future looks right for this particular disease, and we are very excited about what these therapies may mean for our patients. So with that, I want to thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.